Yo, this is not the Logan Paul and uh, Mayweather fight, man. This is Die Hard Knicks podcast featuring State of the New York Knicks. We are going to be talking about uh, basically the State of the Knicks, man. So for those that are not into boxing, that won't be watching that Logan Paul fight, as you can see me in the background when I flipped the um, picture just now, uh, we're going to be talking some Knicks. And, um, you know, without further ado, man, let's just get right into it. Hey man, what's going on? You got um Mr. State there. <laughs> How's hey, everything? What's up? What's up, man? Uh, everything is everything. I got my ginger tea. Uh, feeling better than yesterday. Let's do it. <clears throat> yeah, man. I'm letting everybody know you had the bubble guts. That's why we haven't done a podcast in a little while. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitting the hand sanitizer one more time just before we before we start here. <laughs> You know, no telling what what um what it, what could happen through the through the airwaves. You know, what I'm saying COVID <laughs> just happened, so I don't, I don't want to catch um what you got through the through the airwaves, man. So how's it going, man? Um, Otherwise, man, just want to talk some Knicks stuff. You see all the new narratives that's coming out past I say four or five days. So yeah, let's let's tackle them. I guess one of the narratives ended today. Once Kawhi Leonard closed out the the Mavericks, so we can start off there first because this this uh, Damian Lillard stuff. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's Which, I don't know. Everybody talking about Damian Lillard, man. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, I did a whole podcast, man. You know, you, you gotta, you know, at first, you know, you you gotta you gotta meet the rumor head on, you know, what I'm saying because um, you know, it was you know what was gonna happen. The Knicks got knocked out. Damian Lillard got knocked out again. Knicks got money. We got draft picks and all, all this, man. So of course the Knicks are gonna be in the mix of every single rumor. You know what I'm saying? So you you got you got to paint the picture for, on both ends. You know, uh, you know the the like to say that that we can't get them is is wrong. You know, because we could get them. But it, it takes two to tangle. The right things have to happen. Both um teams have to be interested in in it, and um you know we'll go from there, man. But um you know what I would I do it. You know the the thing is the Knicks have to do something. They have to do something. And if they do it, they have to be. They just have to go all the way in it, in on it. And it can't just be we get Damian Lillard and then just um drag him out for like the next three years, like like you know beat the dead horse. You know we we would have to have a game plan in place where we not just only get Damian Lillard. But we just, uh, you know, things just start spinning, and we start doing that, man. So, you know, I, you know, I don't really necessarily, definitely want him, you know, just just like last year with the Westbrook shit. It was Westbrook and Chris Paul last year, you know, that was like the, the big massive debate debate with that, you know, what I'm saying. So it's basically the same thing all over again with with this um with this debate. So I, I could take it or leave it, man. But if if we do take it, we got to go all in on the whole thing. Yeah, I agree, but since Kawhi Leonard won this afternoon, that dream died for me. <laughs> Because I don't see the reason why we should give up the whole shebang for a guy who's what is how old is Dame? Like 30, 31 now? And 30. He's not on the same timeline as nobody on this team. <laughs> so I wouldn't see the point. The only reason why I would entertain Dame is to get Kawhi. And even if even in the event of that, I'm not interested in giving up RJ Barrett. So it's like I'm seeing. The so so what's the whole shebang though? Like you said, the whole shebang, and then you mentioned Audrey Barrett. So you think Audrey Barrett will be in the in that deal for for Dame? No. So for me, I think um, Mitch, Obi, quickly, Knox, 
probably like four first round picks. Or you could um RJ quickly, three, four first round picks. Like I'm not really trying to do that. Then I was thinking about it too, because I, I I included Randall in some of those trades. So you know I put Randall, Mitch, um, Knox, three first round picks. But at the end of the day, it doesn't fit how I want the Knicks to be built. Just for me personally, yeah, OBIQ, Mitch, and Pitch. Yeah, that's yeah, that's basically the whole shebang. And I'm not really interested in that. I'm not interested in just giving up on my young core. And now when you get Dane, expectations is championship or bust. We in New York. This ain't a small market. Um, they ain't no... Uh, diehard state of Hawks <laughs> ain't no diehard state of, uh, of the Kings. It ain't no nah, man. So I'm not really, I'm not really too interested in Daniel Lillard. But the report I want you to um, speak on is since we're on the topic of Daniel Lillard, Jason Kidd said he does not want to coach Portland, and Dane said he want Jason Kidd. So. How is that going to turn out? <laughs> well, I mean, like, if if I'm if I'm a coach and I and I see Damian Little just lost in the first round, and um, you know, the rumors are already flying that they they, they might they might end up trading him. I don't want to commit to to that guy and then they trade him. You know, what I'm saying, I, I, or I don't want to keep Damian Little for like one year and then they trade him next year. You know, what I'm saying it's like a lame duck job. So I, I wouldn't want to take the job either. You know, looking at it like that. It remind me of the coach for the Houston Rockets. Um, what's his name? Paul uh, Paul Silas. Kind of, I, I forgot his name, but it reminds me of that coach because you kind of knew Harden was out the door, but you didn't. Okay. You, you get what I'm saying? But you didn't yeah. get, really get the feel of that. And I think they will axe out once uh, Paulette hires a new coach. So I just want the Knicks to just stay clear. You got way other options. And um, let me name some of the options for you. See how you feel about some of these options. Um, and these are just trade options. I'm not talking about free agency or none else. Just straight trade option. I got Kendrick Nunn for the Miami Heat. I, kinda, I, I love his game next to Randall. He's not a prototypical point guard. Um, he averaged a 14 and a half points his rookie year. You know, he was on, he was on the all-rookie first team, I believe. And... You know, I know he took a step back in his second year. I know he was hurt. But uh, the way he was being used for the Miami Heat, he was getting yanked out of the lineup, yanked out of the star lineup. Man, he was just misused, basically. So I got him. I got Devontae Graham. Um, Devontae Graham of the Hornets. You know, he's out of their rotation. You know they drafted Lamelo. They got Terry Rozier. So he probably wouldn't need Devontae Graham. I got Lonzo Ball. Pelicans, they drafted Karen Lewis. You know, you don't know what's going on over there. You hear LeVar Ball. And then finally, I got Colin Sexton. Guys in Cleveland just dying over there, 24-4-4. Young players. And and, and I just named me four point guards who's, just, who's on the same timeline as our best players. So um, how you feel about some of these guys? I hear you, man. Uh, but you know, when you talk about timeline, they, these these guys are 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 younger than than um, you know. I, I get you. I, they're about the same age as RJ. 
you know, they're they're a little bit younger or maybe around the same age as um as Randall. You know, so I so I get it, man. But you know, we we also got quickly too, man. So is is none better than quickly? You know, is um Devontae Graham better than quickly? Yes. You know, you know, we, we talked about Sexton and we talked about Alonzo Ball um too, man. You know, but um it, it, it all depends what, what style of play we want to play, you know, because um like when we get these guys, like all, all of these guys, you're talking about um uh, uh none uh Sexton Lonzo, Devontae Graham. Uh, you know, the, these guys are not necessarily facilitators, you know, except for maybe Lonzo Ball. So, I mean, it, it really it really depends on what you're trying to do as, as far as, um, you know, uh, playmaking is concerned. You know, so, I'm, you know, you know, the, the tell you, the tell you the truth is like anybody, we can, we can pick any of these guys really. But, but if we, if we do get them, we, we have to like, um, have that game, that game plan in mind. I don't really like Devontae Graham too much because of his height. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that kind of just changes what, what we do a little bit because we already got Derek Rose and we got, um, you know, quickly coming off the bench. They kind of like, they all kind of like do the same thing. We, we're not going to like rely on Devontae to, to like really, uh, you know, run the offense per se. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Lonzo Ball, you know, I get the, I get the reason why he, he fits. He's a ball mover, you know, so, so he's, he's going to, um, provide basically what Alfred did, but, but do what Alfred should have, you know, what we wanted Alfred to do. You know what I'm saying? So, it it all it all depends. If we if we play the exact same um style of basketball that we played uh last year, then Lonzo Ball would be good. Uh Sexton, you know, because Sexton could score. Uh, you know, but you know, none I'm not really really too fond of, and Devontae Graham, I'm not really too fond of. You know, so it, yeah. No, you know, like like I said, it just has to do with like whatever we decide to do with style of play. You know, um, you know that when you when you said the whole shebang with with um with uh you know um, Damian Lillard, you know we we're just gonna be giving up draft picks and uh and, and um you know things of that nature, man. So like like to me it's it's all the same thing because if, if we trade Sexton, we're gonna have to give something. He's not coming for free. He's still on the contract. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna have to give away draft pick or whatever. Lonzo Ball, you know we're gonna have to pay him at least twenty. At least that's what everybody's saying. Twenty um million for him to get over here. You know so that so that um takes away some some assets as well. Then um you know none and Devonte same thing if if you're gonna get these guys we're gonna have to give up draft picks or something to um to entice a trade or or you know um you know we're gonna have to give up cap space or something to this so no matter what we do we're gonna have to give up something in in order to get but you know I I just I just want I just, like if we do do something I just want to go all in on whatever we do. Uh, um, just for those four guys, the the difference between them and getting the guys like they. You wouldn't have to give up the whole shebang. So a guy like Alex Sexton, what is what like what is Cleveland trying to do? Like what are you trying to do? And, and it's funny that the NBA implemented this plan too. They were slick. They implemented um you can offer a new contract a year before your contract ends. So it puts teams in a bind. So you're now you gotta think this summer if you're Cleveland. Do I really want to pay Colin Sexton after I drafted Garland? And you see how you see Garland after the All-Star break. He was averaging great numbers. And then Sexton comes back and it doesn't really fit with it doesn't really fit with uh Garland. It's it, I don't know, it's tough. So how do they do Sexton? Are you gonna pay him? If you're not gonna pay him, so what do you want in the total? Do you want backwards? Do you want half Um do we need to send Kevin Love to a third team with assets? So, it, it, like, we got the pieces to do it, but I don't think we, have, we would have to give up a lot to get Sexton. Or even Lonzo. What the hell? What, I'm, let me 
reaction. What do the Pelicans need on our roster right now? Unless we, unless we're doing a, a I can see a sign and trade with lines on Burks and like draft picks or something like that. Like I, I can see something like that. But what would the Pelicans want with us? See, that's the thing. I, I don't want nothing to do with that, you know, because because uh, we it's, it's all the same thing. Like, if you're gonna give up draft picks to, to do a signing trade, I'd rather just um, throw the chips at um Damian Lillard, because you know, you know, it, it depends on what you value. I don't I don't value having having a draft picks just to sit on the roster. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, because because if if we're if we're trying to win, we're not gonna be worrying about developing draft picks. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm I, to, to tell you the truth, I'm not looking at any of the draft picks. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not, they, they, they don't hold value for me like to keep them on the roster. You know, so like 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 I said, if if you're gonna give multiple picks and all that, I'd rather just just do the whole Damian Lillard thing. It's because at least you know if you bring Damian Lillard here, he he's on um, the number one guy. And then you know it's not gonna be like like a mellow trade where we're giving away all of our key players just to get mellow here. You know what I'm saying? We, we're gonna be giving away draft picks, yes. Um, more, more than likely giving up some some cap space to to, to Portland. And maybe you know, uh, like guys like um, whoever do we have this on under contract? Maybe do a sign and trade to add some other guys just to make just to make the money work a little bit for us, you know. But um, but it's not really it's not really the same thing. Like, like we're not going to give away uh, you know, uh, Wilson Chandler in his prime. We're not going to be giving away Gallo coming up, you know, future future guys like that. We're not going to be giving up um, like a Mozgov and extra picks and all this other stuff. We're not we're not giving away guys that we could have we could have just kept to to build the team better. You know, um, we're going to be giving up guys that, that have no meaning to us. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, that, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm with it, man. But, you know, like, like I said, if, if you're going to give away picks and all that, I, I would rather just go for the big dog rather than, than do a signing trade for Alonzo Ball. Because, you know, like, like, like truthfully, good, good, I'm sorry. No, nah, no, nah, go ahead. Keep going. Well, I was going to say, because, like, truthfully, Alonzo Ball does, doesn't move the needle for me. You know, like like in the way to say, like, say, like a Trey Young or whatever. Trey Young is a point guard that, that, um, that, you know, he, he causes a lot of um like uh you know double teams, a lot of attention. Uh, this guy Lonzo Ball doesn't really um gather that attention. You know, he's really like like a he's basically like a system guy. He's gonna he's gonna get the ball back. Yo, preach. You know, preach. Keep going. He's, Keep going. Preach. Yo, I'm loving everything what you're saying right now. Preach. Well, you know, I don't want to be long-winded with it, but you know, when, when like it's more like he's gonna give the ball up, and if the ball comes back to him, he'll be able to shoot the open jump shot. He doesn't drive the basket. You know, the basketball. He doesn't draw double teams and stuff like that. So. That 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 um that all troubles me, man. So I, I don't I wouldn't want to do a sign and trade for a guy like that. You know, if you if you're gonna go for it, at least you know Damian Lillard when he comes here, he's at at the top of his prime prime. You, you can argue that he's coming down, but um, you know, you know, he, he is who he is. I mean, he's 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 one of the best players in the NBA, and we know what we're gonna get if if he does get over here, you know. Yo, it it's crazy because like I don't want to ruffle some feathers, but I would absolutely trade Randall for Dane. And I would try to, I would absolutely trade Randall and a couple pieces for Dane. And I would, I would try to keep RJ Obi and quickly. And then see if you could, and see if you could get a superstar like that. But at the end of the day, I don't even want to do that either. I'm just throwing like different ideas out there. So, nobody's mind is in a box but this, another reason why i want Colin sexton you just name everything that i've been having like i i didn't thought about everything you just said in my mind like so i'm glad you said it about lonzo ball he might move the ball he might get the ball back 
and he might not shoot it. He might want to move the ball again. Can I trust Lonzo to get me a bucket in the playoffs in the fourth quarter? I don't know. But can I trust Colin Sexton to get me a bucket in the fourth quarter? I think pretty sure we know damn right he can. And so it, it, it's when I when I see a guy like Sexton and I think about every, when I think about this roster, I'm thinking about Thibodeau first and foremost. Me and you both know that man is not letting two rookies come through that door. We we know this. So why not move the picks for a point guard that he's gonna play now? I'm not really interested in us. I see people um, package the picks, move up for Davian Mitchell. Davian Mitchell's a good player, but do I want to spend another lottery pick on a 22-year-old again? I don't really want to do that. So, and then let's get back to Dame. It's like, I know what Dame is going to give me, but if we do trade for Dame, if he get hurt, then what? <laughs> Like if we yeah. if we if we get a guy like Sexton or a guy like Lonzo and they get hurt, it's like we could still we could still operate. Like you you can't operate after Dame get hurt because all your pieces is gone. Most most of your pieces is gone. So that that's my that's my take on that. This is why I'm so I'm so high on Colin Sexton being a Nick, bro. Like I, I'm sick of point guards who don't want to drive to the basket. I'm sick of point guards who just scared of the moment. Like. I, I want a guy who would just tell Randall, no, no, you're not getting the ball. No, move. I, mean, I just want a guy like that. Move. Yeah, me, me too, man. But, you know, you, you mentioned Sexton. You know, me and you talked about Sexton plenty of times. But you also mentioned Kevin Love too, man. Like uh, a team like like Cleveland, like uh -huh. if, if they if we want um, Sexton, they're going to probably try to want us to um, uh, get in the mix to, to, um, to either flip Love some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? So that that adds that adds like another wrench into the equation too, man. Because I, you know, what, what do you think about that? Because 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 you did mention Kevin Love. Do you think we'll we'll have to be a part of that to facilitate another, like I say, like a third team to get um Kevin Love out of that off that team? Yo, you wanna <laughs> you wanna hear something even more crazy? <laughs> so I wanted I want to think like a madman. Say in a bizarro world. We take Sexton and Kevin Love. Just in the bizarre world. Just a bizarre land. Yeah, that could happen too, though. Yep. Um, a big rotation of Randall, Obi, Kevin Love. And I say you get you a, 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 a big man. Um, who's who's our big man? Probably Mitchell Robinson, if they right. sign Mitch. Um, and Kevin Love is willingly, if he's willing to come off the bench. With Obi coming off the bench, <laughs> that's getting crazy, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. I I don't know. It, it it sounds cool, but we need spacing. I'm like, I I love Taj Gibson. I love what he did for us this year. I love what Nerlens Noel did for us this year. But let's be real. Atlanta ignored both of those dudes on defense, bro. And, and it made the game so hard for Julius Randle that – and another stat I'm going to give you, too. You know Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett played the most minutes in the NBA this season. So a couple factors, Randle tired legs. Randle always getting the ball. Uh, R.J., tired legs. He's 20 years old. So maybe you need some bigs to help him out. 
to, you know, get these guys about the paint. Colin Sexton could do it. I know Kevin Love could do it. So, it, I don't know, bro. I don't know. That's something to think about, though. I never thought about that till just now. Well, you know, shout out to the chat, man. You know, um, uh, I just want to want to shout out some names here. I, I'll, I'll just start posting it. We got Frank Montos is here. We got Evergreen popped in for a little while. Uh, Project Nerd is here. Uh, you know, shout out to um, Evergreen too. Cause me and Evergreen went down this rabbit hole, um, you know, earlier in the week. Um, Jose um, Guerrero's here. Who else? Um, Nick P is here. Uh, you know, they all saying a whole bunch of stuff, man. They throwing names out like Spencer Dimbledo. Uh, You know, they're talking about Lonzo. They're talking about uh, Devontae Graham. They're talking about all these different guys, man. But but here's the thing: that just just to scale it back now, uh, you know, just bring it back to offense. How do we want to play? You know, what I'm saying we we, we um, in in order to figure out who we want to get, we kind of need to figure out how we want to play. Because when because if you if you talk about Sexton and you bring um Love in here and then you got all these all these forwards and stuff like that, you're changing the way that we play. You know, if we bring a Devontae Graham in here, you're changing the way that we play. You know, if you bring all these other Norman Powell, all these different guys, you bring these guys in, you, you you're changing the way we play. So. In order for any any of this stuff that stuff to happen, we, we have to figure out like how do we want to play? Are we gonna are, are we gonna use last year as a blueprint, or do you want to change the um the whole um the whole process? How do you how do you feel about that? Um, I absolutely want to change the way we play. Uh, we was last in the NBA in pace. We was one of the worst offenses in the league. Um, yeah, I definitely want to change the way we play. I don't. I don't think the Randall-centric offense is is tailor-made for today's NBA basketball. He's just not Jokic, and he's a damn good basketball player. But I don't want my offense being ran through Randall. I want my offense being ran through guards and wings. Randall could be my secondary playmaker when 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 the main guard is off the court. Or when RJ Barrett is off the court, or if RJ Barrett is ready next season, or the third playmaker. I don't want him to be the first playmaker. Um, we seen in the playoffs, he's just not ready for that. Uh, I don't know if it was the fans. I don't know if it's the way Atlanta defended him. Um, I don't know if it was. I, I just don't know. I just we just need to give him some help, and I think moving him off the ball would help his game a lot. He already shoots 40% from three. He got that down pack. He got that covered. His shooting is covered. He's one of the best mid-range jump, mid-range jump shooters in the NBA. It's just, I, I'm just not interested in seeing him going back into next year's playoffs with this slow pace. And teams is just doubling and triple team him. And he has no space to operate. So, okay, we get Devontae Graham. That's going to up the pace. You're damn right we're going to have to change the way we play. If we get Lonzo Ball, that's a faster pace too. We, you're damn right. We gonna have to change the way we play. Now, Kendrick Nunn and Sexton, I think they will fit better in the half court scheme. If you still want to run your offense around Randall, but if you're trying to take the ball out of Randall's hands, then Lonzo and Devontae Graham is probably better options for that. So it, it it's either or. Like it, it's tough, bro. Like it's it. It's either or. I, I like all the options, though. Don't get me wrong. Well, you know, it is a thing too. Like the like the NBA is this. Um, the guys just don't play like like um like Jason Kidd anymore. You know, there's no. not there's only one Chris Paul. 
you know, uh, no, nobody else really distributes the ball in such a way where where they're there to facilitate the offense outside of Trey Young. Trey Young right now is putting on a clinic because nobody oh. else is playing like like Trey Young right now, right? I, I guess we could speak on him the way the way that he's playing because you know the way the way that the Atlanta's playing is essentially you know probably like like along the lines of how how you would like to play, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would um, you agree with that? Ball movement. You know, Alec Burks would never do the third pass. I've seen so many secondary passes today. I say, yo, Alec Burks would never, bro. Like, like never. IQ would never. So, yes, I would love to play like them, yes. Yeah, but, you know, I'm just looking looking at the names that we, that we mentioned. You know, the, all, all these guys are, are really, like, scorers. You know, they're not really like like facilitators for for the most part. Lonzo Ball, you know, he's the guy that, that everyone you know talks about. But like like I say, he doesn't he doesn't um drive to the basket. So if he's not getting into the paint, then he's not giving you what, what you what you what you want as far as as far as like a like a facilitator in that way. You know? Yeah, Lonzo would Lonzo would definitely have to change his game. He would have to change his game for real because I I understand he don't drive it to the basket enough, but in a Tom Thibodeau type offense. If he's driving to the basket, bro, that man can easily, easily average 10-plus assists. Yeah. Easily. Um, I love Lonzo when he was on the Lakers. I don't know what the hell happened. Matter of fact, I do know what happened. Your man Stan Van Gundy pushed Lonzo off ball and decided to run his offense through Zion, which is it, it, it's, it's an okay move. Like, it's an okay move, but that doesn't – help with Lonzo's strengths. For example, Alvin Gentry, right? You see Alvin Gentry. You see Lonzo with the alley-oops to um, Zion. All of a sudden, this year, I don't see no goddamn alley-oops. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's on the coaching as well. Well, let me let me throw this at you, too. Like, um, you know, Lonzo, Lonzo Ball, they, they, you know, they took the ball out of his hands, whatever, his assist went down. Uh, your, your boy, Alfred Payton, throughout his whole career, he averaged like about seven assists a game every every single year. You know, what I'm saying this year he only averaged um three, and then it got down to the point where he wasn't he wasn't doing anything, you know, not not even averaging you know three assists a game at the last month and in the playoffs and things like that, man. So, you know, um the offense offense changes everything, man. It changes it just, it t- it could take the energy from a player or or it can galvanize a player. You know, what I'm saying so. Um, you know, it's it's, it's tough. I would I would hate to be Leon Rose and these guys, you know, but um but judging how the NBA is and the the the, the, the guys that are on the list, um you know. We, we we need we need that guy that could that could score. We we want the ball out of um, Julius Randle's hand as far as getting it back to score. We don't we 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 all agree that we don't want that. But you know we, we kind of do we, we kind of did do a lot of great things um this year in the offense. You know having um, Julius Randle come down bringing the ball up the court it, it actually puts defenses on their heels because you got a guy at his size bringing the ball up. You know what I'm saying? So that, that kind of like like um adds like a little wrench to everything because if it forces your big man to play defense, you know. So that that, that is kind of cool, you know. Um, but um, you know, some somewhere in between there, we we kind of got to figure that out, man. So, I you know like 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 we're saying, I think getting that getting that lead guard, that that guy that's not afraid, like the Sexton, or even just throwing all the chips at Dame. I think I think this is the way we got to go. We have to get that lead guard that that, that um that's going to be able to um to score. Right? I, I think I think that we're both on the same page with that, right? Yes, for the most sir. part. Yes, sir. And it's other young guards to look at, like Malik Monk, like young guards who could who could help us, you know, put some points on the board. It, our defense wasn't the issue against the Hawks. It was the offense. We just couldn't score at certain points of the game 
when Trey Young was just flurrying basket after basket after basket. So we we got to find somebody who would just come and compete. And then that now that brings me to the free agents. Um, because two of the notable free agents that Nick fans has been screaming for for about a month is Chris Paul and Kyle Lowry. And yes, Cooley, you are definitely correct. Tibbs didn't adjust offensively. We could have at least made the Hawks break a sweat, and we didn't. And you're definitely correct. And I definitely got at Tibbs a lot of times about this. My issue with Tibbs is adjustments. You have to make adjustments in order to win basketball games. So I watched Tyron Lue. And this is why some coaches have rings. And this is why some coaches don't have rings. I watched Tyron Lue go down to the Mavericks and proceeded to bench his starting center. He benched Rajon Rondo, played Terrence Mann over Rajon Rondo, started Nick Batum at center, removed the guy who was clogging the paint, and said, this is how we're going to play now, and proceeded to win the series. The same coach who benched his starting center against the Golden State Warriors in the finals and started Kevin Love at center and Richard Jefferson at small at power forward to give LeBron more space. It's all about adjustments, and Thibodeau has a hard time doing it. Another coach, too, that I was watching today who got a hard goddamn time of having adjustments, and it's funny how they're both in the same coaching tree, Doc Rivers. These dudes hate adjustments, and Tibbs has to learn how to adjust. The one thing about a coach is uh, uh, the one thing about a coach with their ideal thinking sometimes be, well, if it, if it ain't broken, we ain't got to fix it. We ain't got to change it. Well, Thibodeau, you better learn how to adapt or you will be <laughs> somewhere in Alaska coaching in about two years, Chant. Word. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing, man. You know, he, he doesn't make any adjustments. You know, he's, he's afraid to take guys. Well, I mean, like him taking Alfred out, out the lineup, that, that was like, that was just us throwing in the um, the, the towel at, the, at that point. I, I feel like, I feel like you know, he, he he had no game plan as as, as far as um, taking Alfred out because that just ruined the whole, um you know, substitution pattern and everything, man. So yeah. he just, he just not, you know, we, we don't, we don't have that, um you know, it's another thing. Um, the, the other guy got fired too. Um, the, um, the, the whole Knicks coaching tree, what was the guy's name? Um, they, they got um, they got fired. He used to he used to coach for the he used to be an assistant coach for the Knicks too. I can't think of the freaking guy's name. Maybe the, maybe the chat will help us out. Was he was it Orlando? Was he the coach for Orlando? Oh, um, you talking about um, um, Steve Clifford? Yeah, Steve Clifford. You know, yeah. so so maybe maybe Steve Clifford. If uh, maybe maybe he might come over to help out. Um, you know, Tom Thibodeau. You know, because um, because he needs somebody next to him. You know, shout out to um to to um to Johnny Bryant because Johnny Bryant is supposed to be that guy. So yeah. may, maybe we need to make an adjustment there, man, because there needs to be somebody else in there that'd be like, listen, we need to make an adjustment. If something's not working, we need to put the, we need to do something with this. Somebody else has to be in there to 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 be talking and whatever. But you know, if if you're not if you're gonna have uh, Tom Tibble as this, definitely not into adjustments. We need to we need to get guys in there that um that he could trust because that's what that's what it's all about with him. He needs guys that that he could trust when he puts out there. So um, you know, like like um, we already mentioned sex and stuff like that. You're talking about free agency. Uh, you know, uh, Ka um, Kawhi. You know, he has a player option. 
you know, they they you know they just beat um Dallas, so I'm not sure if um you know that dream of us getting Kawhi is gonna will come to fruition or whatever. But um somebody like that, you know, is um is what we would need too. We 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 would need uh, people that um that Tom Thibodeau could trust. And um you know I, f- I feel like we're kind of up against the wall with with this whole thing, because that that's one of the reasons why I didn't I didn't want to get Tom Thibodeau because I knew we, we would get here at at a certain point. He he likes to run his guys into the ground and he's not going to dig into the bench and use guy other guys. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to deviate from the game plan. He's going to run it, you know, right through the wall, through the whole game plan. So that, you know, I, I kind of knew that we were going to, we were going to be here. So we're here now. So, you know, I, I really, I really don't know how we can approach this, this um because it's a, it's definitely a big, a, a big problem with this team. And another huge issue I had with Thibodeau that was glaring. It like, it was so glaring. And one thing that I commend, um, Tyrone Lufo, he wins. He he doesn't go small. He never goes small. I never understood that from Thibodeau. I don't care if Randall's not a rim protector. Go small. Bring out the, the, the team's opposing center. And maybe Randall got more space to operate. I just, it's just certain things that Thibodeau got to do in order to become a championship head coach. It's all about adjustments. So maybe yes, maybe yes, maybe he needs more people to trust. But I'm gonna tell you this, dog. Um, he's not gonna have the luxury of that excuse next season of this. I don't trust you because we have 60 million in cap space. So you got 60 million reasons why we're gonna buy people that you can trust. So right. look, if, if, if we still. If we having this adjustment conversation next season, we gonna be having a conversation about the next Nick coach. <laughs> yeah, word up. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Boost Mobile just said that um, Tip said he changed. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? That's you know, I don't know, man. Like um, Boost Mobile also said that um, that uh, you know, Clifford is like a, a big man coach. You know, I, I get I get all that too, man. But you know, we're, we're definitely going to be in trouble if 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 um, next year we're talking about adjustments still, because like you know you you mentioned um the, the in the playoffs maybe he should have went small. That would have been smart, man. You know, go small, put um Julius Randle at the center, pull um you know Capella out the paint because he's blocking everything that we do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go smaller mm-hmm. because um they, they they have all these shooters, so we need to get um more athletic guys out there to to reach these shooters, and um you know take advantage of our of our um guard play. And put two dynamic guards out there in the backcourt, you know, to um, to, you know, th- you know that that's all, you know, like hindsight is twenty twenty. But if, if me and you could could think about that, you know, during the game, like why isn't he doing this? Why come he ain't try that? And he's not trying it. Is you that that's just a big red flag, red black, red, you know, red flag thing? Because we're not NBA coaches, you know, we never coached the NBA game. We don't, we don't, you know, all that is fine and dandy. But it's just simple things, simple things that listen. Why don't he just try that? Why don't he? Do, how come he's doing this? Why? Why won't he do that? He he should have been prepared for this. This is all all big time red flags, and, and it's going to affect free agency. You know, saying with the with the uh, front office, so I don't, I don't know how they're going to approach it, man. I, I really don't know how they're going to approach it. Yo, it's it's funny how you said it's going to affect free agency because you got to think about it from like a a player's perspective. Do I really want to go play for a coach that if I come off the bench, I might only see thirteen minutes a game? Like, do I really want to play for a coach that if I'm a starter on this team, I probably might play 46 in the game? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. So NBA superstars is going to be looking at that 
And I, they might be like, nah, I don't know about that. But young players who don't have no ego, who Tibbs can say, that's my guy. Those players is the players that we can target because they're not going to come in and tell Thibodeau what the hell he's going to do. You get what I'm saying? Like, a guy like Sexton, these couple of guys we named before, you know, Sexton, Lonzo, you know, Kendrick Nunn, Devontae Brown, they ain't going to come in there and tell Thibodeau what to do. You got these uh, diva stars. They telling coaches what to do. They telling management what to do. I don't I don't want my team made like that. So that's a, 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 another reason why Thibodeau is a plus but it's a negative. So we got to be clear about who the Knicks target. So this is the reason why I want to target younger players because Thibodeau is a big ego coach. I don't need no ego players in the building. And, yeah, I, yo, you were spot on with that. That's We might have to look into that more, yo. That's for real. Well, you know, you bring up a good point, man. Um, Guerrero says facts. I'm quite sure he's, he's agreeing with what I'm about to say. Is um, uh, you know, like, like exactly what you just said. Uh, he needs guys that that he can control. Um, you know, getting Damian Lillard, you know, to me, it sounds like a good idea because we'll have a guy that that'll be able to take over. But at the same time, like you just said, you know, he's gonna be a guy that, that that's gonna demand a certain thing. You know, like like say he wanted Jason Kidd. You know, he wanted Jason Kidd to be his coach, and Jason Kidd, you know, he shut that down. So, um, you know, he's not gonna want a guy like that is that that has a bigger ego than he does. You know, so get in the kind of sex and somebody that doesn't know how to win yet. You know, him coming here, uh, he'll be somebody that we that we can uh, possibly control, or he could possibly control. So that that's that's definitely a big point, man. You know, just combing the league too. Uh, you know, uh, Sacramento, Sacramento Kings, they got um uh the guy that um that was talking all that junk. Uh, I'm I'm always crazy with the names, man. But the the starting point guard for Sacramento. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox, he's another guy for the simple fact that Sacramento don't want to spend money. You know what I'm saying? They, they already got his his replacement. Um, you know, they already drafted his replacement already. So uh, maybe, maybe somebody like, like him we could we could possibly trade for. Um, you know, put all, you know, everything is really really on the board, but that I think that's a really big point. You know, getting somebody in here that, that Tom Thibodeau can mold into something that he wants, you know, that 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 somebody that, that hasn't won anything that he can get here and um, you know, uh, you know, put his system in there. And um, you know, possibly you know, work it that way. So that's definitely a big, big um, you know, big um point there, big, big time point. Yo, that's a huge point, bro. I don't even think nobody even brought that up yet. <laughs> that's serious, cause I don't even think I've thought about that yet until you actually brought it up. Cause now I'm thinking about it. I, yeah, we should go young. <laughs> we should go young. It, and hey, I'm good with at least five vets on the team. I don't need more than five. I don't want Thibodeau playing. And I'm I'm getting to another point, too, that a lot of Nick fans hate, right? Because a lot of us hate the um, one-year contract Mercs. Hate them. Hate them. So we got to get some guys in here who's going to stay for the long haul. And the reason why I bring that up is I seen, I seen a tweet from Bobby Marks. And it said that the current Nick roster all the one-year guys, outplayed their current contracts by $28 million. So you inflated their values, all of their values, for their next team, but you didn't inflate potential assets you can flip in any trade that you want 
was another huge issue that a lot of Knicks fans, me included, had a problem with this with, um, with this season too. So we gotta find some vets who's gonna stay for the long haul. I don't want to. I don't want no more guys like Burks, Nerlens. You know, Reggie Bullock. He was great for us this season, but I, he can walk too. I need a whole overall other small forward position. Um, I want to keep Derrick Rose. If he walks, another team want to pay him ten plus million. May God bless him. Um, Taj Gibson. He wants to retire. God bless him. But Taj Gibson playing minutes on my next team. Next season is a war crime. War, straight war crime. <laughs> war crime, bro. War, 35 years old and he's playing more minutes than Obi. Oh, man, dog. Oh, man. I'll be calling for Tim's head by the 10th game next season. You know, it, it's a two-way two way street, too, man, because Knox has been here for a while. Knox hasn't snapped out of it yet. You know, he, he's definitely gotten better. He can shoot the three or whatever, but, you know, it's just that extra, that extra factor where where he, where you could trust him to um to impact the game, you know, uh, outside of just running the offense, you know. Same thing with Frank. Frank is gonna impact the um the offense that you're running, you know. He's a European guy, uh. So so the Europeans on um, they they're really like um they're they're really gonna just be a, a peg in the offense. They're not gonna do anything else to instill their will in the game. They're only gonna just do what they act what you ask. Knox mm -hmm. is the same kind of guy. Obi's different because I think Obi was just maybe shell shocked from the NBA, really, and um he got better like by you know in time for the playoffs and stuff. So I, you know, I, I totally believe Obi's gonna be great next year, man. So I, I'm not worried about Obi topping at all. But you know, it, it's it's just it's just a weird situation, man. We um, you know, like every every year, like the last few years since since um Scott Perry's been here, we we've um tacked on these one year guys, um Moutier, or you know just go down the line. So many different freaking players that we had over the, the last even even with um. You know, Phil Jackson, some of these other guys that, that we had. Um, you know, there's so many different plays that we have just for one year, just taking a flyer on them. But that, that's who we were. We we even had um we, we got that, that dude from Lithuania. Remember him? I, I forgot I forgot his name. We we were just, we were just pulling their strings, you know what I'm saying? Like just say, Hey, hey, you wanna play for the next? Fuck it. Come on over here. We got money for you, you know. So um I, but at the same time, I, I'm trying to make the point that every year um the clientele's gotten better. You know what I'm saying? So, like between last year, the last year's one-year contracts compared to this year, this year the um these these one-year guys finally, you know, were worth it, you know, to, to get us to this because we're 41 and 31. We're 41 and 31 with these guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So just the clientele has changed, man. So if we can continue that upward um climb where where um we're we're attracting better tier of players, you know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm hoping this offseason that after what we did, that the next tier of uh, of players. We'll, we'll be like okay listen I want to I want to I want in on this you know what I'm saying so I'm that's what I'm hoping man because we, we need that next tier in there because I mean Richie Bullock is a throwaway player um you know Burks is a throwaway player all these guys are, are throwaway players but um you know if we can get that that next that next group you know to come in then 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 we'll be better off man we, we just gotta figure out who those guys are gonna be yeah uh realistically you got uh RJ OB Quickly, Knox on contracts for this season. So that's four. We got a team option on Mitch. Well, which most likely they'll accept. And you got a team option on Randall, which they'll most likely accept. So that's six players you're going into this offseason with. So that you basically have seven new roster spots to fill. Well, Six because I'm keeping Theo Pinson regardless. I don't give a damn what nobody's saying. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, man. 
I'm, I'm putting my hat out there already. Resign Theo Penson. We gotta resign. Gotta keep the bench culture. But um, we got a lot of uh, uh, pieces to to fill. We got a lot of pieces to fill this all season, man. I'm, I'm now I'm thinking about the wing spot after we just spoke about 20 minutes on the point guard spot, and I'm thinking about Reggie Bullock and, and Burks. I'm I'm curious to see what we do at the wing spot, um, kind of. Because look at free agency. I don't want DeMar DeRozan. I'm good. I would take DeMar if he's willing to play point guard. The man averaged seven assists this season. I don't know where he learned his facilitation from. I don't know how he got that bag. But, yo, he can facilitate very well at the age he's at right now. I would entertain him, but not at the wing spot. Point guard spot, yes, in my little own crazy world. But I've seen other people say, yo, you can play point guard spot. I don't want him, though. You want Kelly Oubre, bro? <laughs> I ask you that. You want Kelly Oubre? Yo, Kelly Oubre is is the next step of of, uh, of those um you know one year you know maybe maybe possibly two year um you know deal guys you know that that's like the next echelon you know what I'm saying so you know getting a guy like like Oubre would, would um I, I would I would take it man but we we just we just have we just we have to think about it in the, in the same grain that that when we got Reggie Bullock Reggie Bullock was not to fill a role man so. You know, I, I think getting if you if you was to get a, a Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre would definitely be just just that role guy, that guy that's gonna get that shot, you know, drive and stuff. It, it's gonna, it, you know, getting him would just would just um, you know, it would just it would it would improve the way the way that we play. That's all, you know, you know what I'm saying? It it, it, it wouldn't really necessarily change what we do, but it's definitely gonna improve, um, you know, the the you know the way that the way that we've been playing. Say that again. Say that again. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm just saying, like, like Ubre will be like the next level of player. You know, it, it will be like, you know, just like, like, just same like, like we just signed on um, Bullock. Um, signing Ubre will be that next echelon of player. He's not a guy that you're gonna spend all this money on or whatever, but, but um, he he will be a guy that you bring in to fill in that same role that um that Bullock that Bullock did. You know. So let me give you a scenario. I want I want your opinion on this. I seen, uh, I seen a trade. I see, no, I actually seen it and it said if the Warriors had the 14th pick in this year's draft, would you take Andrew Wiggins in the 14th pick in a trade? Because they're going to, they, if they don't trade Andrew Wiggins, they're going to have to pay repeaters tax. The repeaters tax, I believe, I, and, and I don't know if I'm going to be wrong with this, so excuse me if I'm wrong, people. But I believe it's the, the most they, they would have to pay like three hundred nine million dollars or something like that, like something wow. ridiculous they would have to pay. And mind you, they haven't had any playoff runs. Well, um, you got. But the, the the mic the, the mic is um a little bit um going crazy man with the with the wind I think but I, I can hear you though you're talking about um 
getting that question is absolutely yes. If, if we're just going to give up our draft pick and um, somehow uh, absorb Wiggins into, into our payroll, then that's exactly what we need because um, Wiggins could create his own shot, number one. Um, he could shoot the three decent, and um, he, he shoots over um, way over like 50-something percent from the field a, a, as a wing guy is incredible. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's, that's definitely exactly what we need. And then he could play either the, the, three, um, the three or the two. So you, you could slide um, either player, um, RJ or Wiggins, um, to defend, um, you know, whoever we need to defend and just mismatch them according to matchup and stuff. And also, too, man, that that's that's that um the extra score that we, that we need because um Wiggins he averaged um he basically averaged 18 points the last two seasons in Golden State. So um you know, but in his career he's he's gotten up to 20, 24 points a game or something like that, back and forth for 20 in Minnesota. So getting a player like that, we know that he can get buckets, man. So that's a, a, a clear upgrade over what we're doing because you just take Reggie Bullock out of the starting lineup and you stick Wiggins in there. Now, now all of a sudden um, what we have a, a, a really good basketball team and we didn't even spend um, a whole bunch of money yet. So we still have the opportunity to, to, um, to make, to get involved in a trade for like a, like a Sexton or getting, getting a trade for like a, um, you know, whoever else that, that we want, man. So, so getting, getting someone like Wiggins, I think that's something that we should do, you know? So I got you. I, I'm gonna unmute you, bro. I, I had muted you for a second. Oh, I right, so, so you back. You back. So, so boom. So now you got Wiggins, the 14th pick, the 19th pick, and the 21st pick. You could package those three picks, move into the lottery, still get the guy you want. Now you got a wing, right? Now you got a starting wing for the next two years, and. You get to see see the beautiful part of this is, and and, and the reason why I be I be wanting to paint this picture for people when it comes to Andrew Wiggins, like I understand if you if you think it's, he's trash, like I understand, you know he's a number one pick, he should be way better than what he is. I understand, I respect it, but Andrew Wiggins has been one of the top ten rated defenders this season. I know that that boy, even Golden State fans, they say Wiggins Island. So yeah, um, the the point I'm getting at is. You're going to be watching Andrew Wiggins and R.J. Barrett this summer playing for the Olympics for Team Canada. And I know that every time when players go to Olympics and they come back that next season, they put up career highs across the board. So R.J. Barrett, I'm penciling him in for the All-Star team next season. But if we was to get Wiggins... And now both of them just played in the Olympics together. And now they both coming back to the Knicks. And Wiggins already played for Thibodeau. So he he knows what's to expect. And probably he's older now. He's coming from Golden State. So he's more mature. He's played with Curry. He's played with real leaders. So now you could now you got something clicking. So now Randall, now the pressure's off Randall. Because you got another guy who can get their own shot. The pressure's off RJ Barrett. Because you got to respect Wiggins. You got to respect Wiggins at the three-point line. And you got to respect Wiggins driving to the basket because he will dunk on you. But defense. Defensively, Wiggins with R.J. Barrett would be nice. Would be nice to see. And then last and final point, and I'm going to throw this at you. You know, I'm looking at free agency, bro, for the next two years. And Wiggins, yes, Wiggins' contract ends 2022-2023. So, I look at free agency the next two years, dog. 
I don't see not a goddamn soul I want free agency next two years. I'm being real honest with you. I don't, I don't see a soul. Like, who you want? Bradley Bill? I don't want Bradley Bill. I got my I got my franchise shooting guard already. His name is RJ Barrett. I don't want Zach with me. What? You, you, you want um, 34, 35 year old Steph Curry? You know, that sounds nice. <laughs> you, want, you want an old man LeBron James? I mean, that sounds cool. <laughs> so why not get why not get Andrew Wiggins? I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. I've been campaign, campaigning for this for a while now. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm going to just go with what um, Briggs Nation said. Briggs Nation said that Wiggins makes too much money. Okay, $33 million, right? They were saying that um, that Julius Randle made too much money. He only made 19 mil. And they were complaining about Julius Randle that we paid him too much. You know you know what I'm saying? So well, how much is too much for, for a basketball player? Uh, you know, um, we, we were just talking about Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, eventually, uh, at the end of his contract, is going to make 54. Woo! You know, um, we got John Wall making 40-something. Uh, what's the name? CP3 is going to turn down 44 million because he wants more than that. You know what I'm saying? So like, when when does it end with these contracts? Even 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 let's say uh, 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 Kawhi. If he was to lower Kawhi over here, Kawhi's not coming over here for 20 million. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? He's coming over here for the bag. You yeah. know, for for whatever his his uh, max is. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna be uh, if we if you're looking at a star player, we're definitely gonna have to pay these guys 40 million dollars a year. So so getting uh, Wiggins for for um for 33, um with the production that he gives you. Um, of course, you know, he, he has no fire. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, you know, he makes too much money is, is one thing, but you know, there's, there's certain, there's certain negatives to players, right? But, but, um, you know, uh, for, for his production, for his ability to handle the ball, for his, his ability to, to finish in, um, in the in-between game for his, for the ability for, for him to just, just um, give him the ball and say, give me a bucket, you know, for $33 million, that's, that's kind of like a discount. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if, if you're going to do that and get, get guys here, because now we're we in agreement that we, that we need to get guys here that Tom Thibodeau trusts and he can control. So Wiggins is definitely one of those type of players, man. So I'm down I'm down with it. If we, if we was to make a trade for Wiggins and, and take him into our salary, we're still going to have like $25 million, uh, or close to $30 million um, to spend now. Uh, so then we can get into the mix with, with Cleveland, get Sexton, maybe help them uh, move um, um, Love, maybe flip, flip Love and get us another player. And now, now you, you just playing, you just cooking with grease with, with that, with with there, man. You know what I'm saying? Boom! Yeah. Now you got a starting yeah. five. Boom! <laughs> yeah, you got a starting five. And just just to say it so people can hear it, you got Randall, RJ. You're gonna have Mitch there. You put Wiggins there, and then you got Sexton. We, you know, we just we just painted a, a light brush across the, a canvas of how we can get these guys. And getting Wiggins and Sexton added to this current team and take away Bullock and um Alfred, you can't tell me that we didn't get better. And then you got to think about this, too. You got Luca coming in, right? So Luca going to be playing in the Olympics, too. So we don't know who Luca is yet. We don't really know who he is yet. And another thing, and I know you probably don't even want to hear this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Frank Nilekina is playing in the Olympics as well. He started for France. So that's- yeah, I, de- I definitely want to hear that. I know you don't, but I got to say, I got to say, I got to say, you know, I got to show my man Frank some love. So... You know, you got multiple yeah. guys who's going to be playing in the Olympics. And I just feel like it's just a part of me is just one Andrew Wiggins and his environment. And another thing, too, y'all said Andrew Wiggins got no fire. Who's to say Nick Nation won't bully his ass until he get fired? Huh? Because we did it to Randall. We bullied him. <laughs> he had the most improved season. <laughs> so, so I, I don't yeah. know. 
he 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 was playing in Minnesota. What the hell is there to do in Minnesota? You know what I'm saying? Like Minnesota is so cold, right? I I've never been there, but guys are telling me that it's so cold that they connect the buildings because they don't want people walking the street. It's too cold to walk the street, so they actually have like walkways in the sky where people transfer. They walk from building to building. So if you want to if you want to go to a certain place, you walk through the buildings. You don't actually walk the street in Minnesota. So that that's how dead it is in Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? The best thing that they ever had was Prince. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing else in in Minnesota to to do. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, Wiggins, Wiggins, in my opinion, if he got here, he would he would have the same effect. They say like Obi had when the crowd got here, when the crowd got here, Obi, Obi all of a sudden, uh, um, you know, got courage and shit. So I'm thinking that if Wiggins gets here with a crowd, that that's gonna that's gonna cheer all those plays that, that he's that he's um, known for because um, when he when he got to Golden State, he um he grew from that. You know, he he um he grew. To that, to that next, um, you know, you know, he just proved that 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 he could play at that level with with Golden State, play with better players, playing with in, in that offense, playing playoff basketball, that type of thing. So he already proved that he could do that. So coming to the Knicks, I think I think he, that he would just make that next step, you know, just because um, you know, the players um, the, you know, the the city is just gonna appreciate what he does way much better than um than, than say like a team like Minnesota did, you know. Man, I got you, man. I gotta admit you. I got you. I would, man. Tim's just got to just get me a good starting five, man. A good wing. We need a wing bad. I, I think I think the wing position is more needed than the point guard position. And I've been saying I've been saying that for a while now. Like point guard, we, we definitely need it. But that wing position, if we're gonna get to the next level, we gotta get a guy who can get their own bucket. Gotta get a guy like that. And then this leads me to back to the guard position. Because we didn't speak about this enough, and it's um Chris Paul, and you know you said Chris Paul's declining his contract, you know forty four million, and he wants a three year. I I, I seen it. I know you seen it. You seen the post too. I know Nick Fane seen it too. He, three year, hundred million dollars. No way in God's green earth am I giving Chris Paul three years, hundred million dollars. I don't care what nobody said. I'm not giving him three years, twenty five million. I, I just I don't want to I don't want to guard that old. It's, you know what it you know what it give me vibes of, bro. Getting a guard that old, it give me 2012 Nick vibes. It give me 2005 Nick vibes. Look, yeah, let's just let's just get us any uh, uh vet off the scrap heap. <laughs> I, I, I don't yeah. really want guys like that. I'm good, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm with that too, man. But also too that like CP3 is a guy that 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 bangs the ball all day long. You know what I'm saying? He's a guy that needs the ball in his hand to facilitate. You know, it, it succeeded in Phoenix because, you know, he play he's playing with a coach that, that knows him. You know, so so the coach is gonna let CP3 do it do his thing. You know, and they, they really just play a lot of like all that, that that's a, that's another fraud with all these coaches and stuff too, man, because they have star players. You know, Phoenix has star players, the Clippers has star players, all these teams have star players. So whenever they, they don't know what to do, all you gotta do is give the ball to your star and let them do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's all. That's all flawed shit there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but I'm I'm just with you. I'm just I'm just, I just don't. I, it doesn't feel right to give CP3 a three year, hundred million dollar contract. You know, because like it's like, look, what are we doing? Because we still don't have anybody for him to for him to pass to. You know, so why are we paying it, paying him all that, all that bread? And and um, we, we're gonna pay CP3 all that bread, but then guys are saying that um that Wiggins makes too much money. You know, say so. Uh, who are we gonna get for for CP3 to pass to? And then now we're gonna we're gonna start talking about giving um one year deals to to the Bullocks of the world. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody wants to pay 
nobody wants to pay somebody $30 million because they, they say that's too much money. So and the, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, give me give me a guy like CP3 or give me a guy like this. And, and, but then you don't want to pay no money to get nobody else here for them to pass through. You know, it's, 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 a, it's like a crazy conversation. So so two things um, before they leave my brain. What you're talking about with CP3 contract situation, um, it reminds me of Julius Randle contract, right? And Nick fans, they keep saying, oh, we're going to give Randle the four-year $106 million. How the hell you know Randall gonna accept that contract? Like, let's be real. He's gonna walk away from hundred million. Do we know this? Like, are we positive? So yeah, but it. Go yeah, pe people think that they're like Miss Chloe. They, they they think that they um they know the future. Oh, they're not gonna do that. He's gonna do that. He's gonna do it. You don't know. Nobody knows nothing. This is all speculation. You know what I'm saying? Well, people will say no, no. The way what I'm saying, they're definitely gonna do what you're saying. They're never gonna do that. That's what always. Trips me out in these 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 fucking arguments. That's why I've been trying to stay away from Twitter because people are actually are doing that. They they actually jumping into into my my tweets and I just ignore them now. I'm not getting into that conversation because you can't tell me what you're saying is, is right because of what of whatever and what I'm saying is wrong, man. It's like get out of here. It's all opinion. Like unless you got a hot tub, you know, a time machine in your hot tub, you don't know what the hell is going on, man. You know, so, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. Nah, nah, you good, bro. But that that killed me that part. So I just. We just had to let that be known. But the second thing is, it's one, it's only one way I would entertain Chris Paul. If you let all the vets walk and you decide that you're going to bring both draft picks into the building and you decide you're going to play Kevin Knox next season and you decide you're going to empower the young boys and you say, hey, Let's get Chris Paul to get these young boys working. Now, I can sit here as a fan and say, okay, okay, you promoted Knox. Okay, you're going to give Obi more minutes. He, you're not going to play Taj Gibson no more. Okay, now you're going to play Mitch. Okay, you got a young wing. Oh, okay. Oh, you, you got Malik Monk in here? Oh, all right. So now I can see the vision in getting Chris Paul because you got nothing but young guys, so they're going to need direction. You get what I'm saying? So that's the only way I would possibly entertain Chris Paul. Hey, even in a, a, a Andrew Wiggins trade, bro, I would entertain Chris Paul. Even in the Andrew Wiggins trade, I would. I, honestly, I would. But it, we we would have to secure Wiggins in order in order for me to do that that um that Chris Paul trade because I, I I don't I just you know that was the argument on um, last summer when we were talking about CB three with Westbrook we were saying that oh why are we bring Westbrook here because Westbrook is this he can't shoot and all this other stuff but then the the counter argument with everyone that wanted CP three is that CP three was going to come here to teach um the Knicks how to how to win like but but you know hindsight is twenty twenty he ended up in Phoenix so um you know CP three thinks that he could still play at a high level. So he's yes. not gonna want to come to a team and be like, okay, listen, this is how you this is how you shoot. You know, you put the ball on, on the hair, you put your fingers there, you point at the, you know, you know, I, this is how you cut. I want you to cut a certain way. Oh, you didn't do it right this time. Good job, man. You know that that's not that's not what he wants to do. He thinks that he can still play at a high level, man. So um, if he if he comes to the Knicks, we we're gonna have to secure Wiggins. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna have to secure another player too, in, in order for um for CP3 to even want to, to come here. Because I, I know for a fact that he's not going to come here just for the simple fact that he likes Leon Rose, you know you know what I'm saying? Or, or maybe that he likes the way that, um, you know, the hot dog cart on, on, on 49th Street and uh, freaking on 3rd Avenue, he likes the way the hot dogs taste. He's not coming in for that. You know what I'm saying? He's coming here because 
he thinks that the Knicks have a chance to win something. So if, if you're going to get CP3, it's definitely going to be – it has to be something else down down the pipeline. Because, um, you know, just from – you know, it, it, this is this is the same thing. It's all opinion, you know, you know what I'm saying? But I just can't see uh, CP3 coming here just, just to be a life coach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, he, he's coming here because he, he thinks that he could still ball and, and he wants he wants to win something, you know? So I'm going to throw this point at you, and I want, I want to see how you feel about this. So – CP3 going to Phoenix. Let's put it in context of why he went to Phoenix. You just watched a 21, 22-year-old guard average 27 and 6 and become an all-star. And you just watched a number one overall pick in DeAndre Ayton. I believe he had – what did he average last year? I believe it was like 18 and 10 at least. It, it had to be 18 and 10. So when you see those two pillars – you're damn right Chris Paul is going to go over there. Now, look at the Knicks. Our two pillars, R.J. Barrett, Barrett, just coming off of last season. He didn't look promising. Um, Randall, just coming off last season. He didn't look promising either. So maybe another season of seasoning on their games probably, you know, would land us a guy like Chris Paul. This is why I'm not really – high on the, the whole Kyle Lowry thing either because it's like, okay, you want Kyle Lowry? Cool. What's next? <laughs> you yeah. want DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry? I don't want – no. Well, the, the conversation with Kyle Lowry was was um because we thought that we were better than we are. You know what I'm saying? We you know we, we thought that we were going to sweep the Atlanta Hawks and we thought that we were going to do this. Oh, bring on Philly and all this other bullshit that we were saying. You know, we, we was on that level. You know what I'm saying? So – now that now that, that that the real Knicks came out, um, just simply getting Kyle Lowry is not going to be the answer. And, I, and now I don't even think Kyle Lowry will want to come here because he would have to come here to do too much. You know, what I'm saying he would have to come here with, with other, you know, it would have to be like a it just have to be like a whole another rabbit hole that we, we would have to go down, man. So, you know, it's it's, it's all interesting, man. I'm looking at. The Suns roster, you know, to just to add on to Cameron Johnson, um, you know, they, they already had um, Jack, you know, Sarek, uh, Kaminsky. They had a couple guys there that, that, that could actually play. They could actually shoot. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it wasn't just um, just those two guys. It was it was a simple fact that they had those those guys and plus uh, Monty Williams. So it, it was just like uh, like a perfect atmosphere for for him to succeed over there. You know what I'm saying? So, fact. you know, it, here is a different different kind of situation. That's a fact. So that's why I, that's why I'll be telling people and I be telling Nick fans. Got to target. Got to target players who have low egos. A la like Andrew Wiggins, players who are going to you know come in and 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 add to the culture. A guy like Colin Sexton, you know, Colin Sexton is a dog. You know, he's going to come in to practice. He's going to bring that fire. Um, you got to just target those type of guys. Like Chris Paul would be cool, but I need I need I just need somebody younger. Need somebody fresher, some fresh legs out there. I think I think the Knicks will serve themselves better getting just young pieces. Julius Randle's a, a, a he's a good player. Um, if you want him to be a great player, or if you want him to reach MVP level, you can't bring in another All-Star caliber player into the Knicks this offseason and expect for Julius Randle to average. 24, 11, and 6 again. So we, we, we got to just stay the course. I think if you add a, a, a couple of young players, 
I think Randall could reach another level. Now, depending depending on who those said young players is, remains to be seen. Do you think he has another level to reach, or you think he maxed out his ceiling? I, I don't think he get. I don't think you can. Uh, you can ask him to get much better than he did because he what he was like 22, 10, and and um and six or seven, whatever it was. That that's that's pretty pretty decent, man. If if that could be his career, then um then you know you can't really. I mean, how much better can he get? The only thing that he can really do is, is just um get to the next level um as far as like um cleaning up his offensive game and just clean cleaning up his ability to lead and um and um, pace himself in in the game man because that killed us too in Atlanta man he he just he just totally lost it he lost um his grip on the game so his his next his next development is just going to be him um you know just settling down and just feeding off in, in you know in, into the game that's that's really it man but you know, I see um on May fourth and Boost Mobile. They're talking about centers. Uh, May fourth <laughs> is talking about um trading um Mitch and quickly for Wiseman, and um you know Boost Mobile's asking the state if um you know that you know not asking but saying that um that we need to get a, a postman with a jumper. So what, what do you think about that, man? Because I you know to me, in my opinion, I think that might be just a waste of energy, you know, waste of assets because we already have a center, you know. Ooh. But but it is a conversation to have though. Love that topic. You know why? Because I like to bring up this same name I always bring up. Go get me Mo Bamba next. <laughs> Just go, go get me Mo Bamba, man. Go get me Mo Bamba. Um, he shoots the three. He already spaces the floor. And he rim protects. Basically the black Brooke Lopez. <laughs> That's what the Knicks need right now. We need a Brooke Lopez. Now. Yeah. And people talking about, oh, oh, we need a center that can space the floor. Obama is probably the the best thing we could get on on the market. Like just for this offseason, I can't think of another center right now who can rim protect and shoot the three, and who's around that young age that I'm looking at. Besides Obama, and and Obama next to Randall will be beautiful because now a Capella he can't just sit in the paint. Not against Obama. Because Mo, Mo Obama can shoot three, and I, I, that is one of the players that I got my eye on for sure, for sure. That's why I love the topic of of, of jump shots. <laughs> love that topic, center shooting jumpers. Yeah, I like the, I like the topic too, man. But uh, Mo Bamba, you know the the like like um like uh the guys say, man, the price of coke done went up, man. He he played pretty good, um you know coming off his injury and whatever, man. So. I th- I think they want they're gonna keep him. They're gonna definitely keep um over um Mobamba over there. Maybe in the beginning of the year they might have traded him away, but I think now Mobamba is definitely gonna be a fixture there for them in, in on that center spot. So I mean like uh they also got Wendell College Carter Jr. over there too, man. So it, it's it's a possibility that he could be um waving, but but for everything that you say with um blocking shots, running the floor, shooting threes, I think they're gonna find a spot for for Mobamba, man. Yep. Let's stay on. Let's stay on the Orlando Magic topic real quick, right? Because that's okay. my favorite trade partner for this offseason. I, I I would love for the Knicks to trade with Orlando Magic. And you, you talk about Mo Bamba, but then you brought up Wendell Carter Jr. They traded for Wendell Carter Jr. Steve Clifford just left, right? That was that was Mo Bamba coach, right? So they're going into a new rebuild. They just re-signed Jonathan Isaac, so you don't know how he's going to look when he gets back. They just signed Markel Fultz. They drafted Cole Anthony. So it's a lot of question marks 
with Orlando. So, it man, I wish the Knicks could get a a, a trade package of a, a Mo Bamba and Markel Fultz, or um, Jonathan Isaac and Mo and Mo Bamba. Uh, Jonathan Isaac with Fultz. Uh, for uh, man, just just that team in general. Like I, I see them as a great trade partner for us, and their roster is just full of redundancy and. I don't know. I don't. Th- I think they choose Wendell Carter over Mo Bamba. So I think I think Mo Bamba is really gettable right now. Just this offseason, I think he is. Ross, a team oh, that's just like redundant, yeah, very redundant. Yeah. Look at the roster. And I'm looking. Yeah, at man. It. You got Iggy. That's redundant. Cole Anthony. R.J. Hampton. You got uh, Gary Harris is over there. Yeah. Yeah. So many different players, man. Oh, another point just got to my head, too. So, Orlando Magic have the Chicago Bulls lottery pick. So, if the if, if the Bulls lottery pick is not top four, it goes to the Orlando Magic. So, do you think Orlando hmm. would want two new lottery picks to step into this situation without – offloading some of those guys. You get what I'm saying? Like, you don't need Markel Fultz if you're going to try to build R.J. Hampton and Cole Anthony. You know? What if they get the one pick and they get Cade? They damn sure not going to need Markel Fultz. So that that's another avenue I'm looking at. You know? Yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of stuff, man. Orlando, you know, I don't know. It seems like that. You know, that that you look at them, they they don't know what the hell they're doing. They just trading, 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 and then out of nowhere, the motherfuckers are in the finals and shit, man. Because they because they all of a sudden they make that right move and they get the next guy, next guy, next thing you know, they're in the finals. And so I, I freaking hate teams like that, man. But you know, it is what it is, man. Hey, the Raptors did it. <laughs> yeah, the, basically the Raptors did it. The um uh, Boston did it way back in the days. You know, before they before they made those made those trades for um KG and Ray Allen and stuff like that, um they they were just about to get rid of um Paul Pierce, you know what I'm saying? They they was about to just let it go because they was getting all these draft picks. They had um, you know, all, all these old school names that probably nobody's gonna remember. Man, they had all these different guys on their team, and then out of nowhere they traded half of them, and then now here they go, they won the championship. It's annoying, <laughs> man. I see guys talking about Cat in the chat, man. What do you think? You a fan of Cat? I love Cat. <laughs> I love Cat, man, but I don't Kat. think we're talking about the I same thing. Cat on my neck, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't want Cat. I, I, I don't want Cat on my necks, man. And, and, and look, listen. Um, Bow, Bull, my, shout out to you, my brother. Cat is available. He wants out. I have not read that. I have not been on Twitter for the past about two hours. So when I visit Twitter, I will see if that is true. Um, as far as Carl Anthony Towns is concerned, I'm not interested in a cat Randall front court. It sounds disgusting as I'm saying it. No defense whatsoever. But I would love cat next to RJ Barrett, though. I tell you that. I, I would love cat next to RJ Barrett. But the cat Randall front court, nah, dog. I'm good, dog. <laughs> I'm good with all due respect. And the, with all due respect, I'm gonna give cat his props. Randall just averaged 24, 11, and six. 
in a career year. Cat just averaged 25, 11, and 4 in a down year with six of his family members passed away and his mom's passed away in a down season. So, <laughs> like, he's levels, it's levels to this. I will love Cat, but nah, not right now. Not right now. Yeah, I, I just think it's not the way that the NBA goes, man. We we doubling down on in um in two offensive kind of um uh, big men. So so you know the offense is definitely gonna come back to them. And um, you know, they're big men. They, you, you don't want your big like when Julius Randle goes in between his leg 40 different times, it's like, oh come on, man. You know, that, yeah. that that's just an offensive killer, man. So if you got two guys when they get the ball and they're gonna be ended up um stepping back, shooting threes and all this other stuff, who's getting rebounds? You know what I'm saying? Who's who's doing all that, all the stuff that that big men are traditionally supposed to do, you know, be enforcers and stuff like that. If you, if your enforcer is like the point guard, you're in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You're in big time trouble. That you know that that's why um the Clippers um keep having problems, man, because the enforcer is is the point guard. Uh, freaking um, you know whatever the freaking guy's name is. And now they got Rondo and all these other guys on that on that team too. Your enforcers are point guards, man. So that that's that's not gonna work for them um, over there, you know. So you know, we can't we can't do the same thing, you know. And it's crazy because, you know, you just said that their enforcers is point guards. And finally, 2017, Kawhi Leonard wakes up today and he's woken up the past two games. So now he's looking like the enforcer, the guy that I know. <laughs> um, yo, people don't understand, like, yo, Kawhi was really good in 2017, bro. Like, he really looked like Kobe Bryant, RRP, God rest Kobe, um, the great being sold. He looked at like Kobe Bryant that whole season, my lord. And Kawhi is a template for me upon how guys can get better. Because in Kawhi's fourth season, he averaged 21 points. You know, his first three seasons, I think it was like eight points. Then it was like 12 points. Then it was like 16 points. But he got better every single season. He didn't dribble like this. Years ago, like today, when I see him do the double between the legs, I said, "Oh, that was a Kawhi when he was on the Spurs. He was not like that." And he developed his game, and he's gotten way better. He's gotten to the point where he's been a Finals MVP for two different teams. Um, I gotta respect that. Kawhi is a great template for a guy like RJ Barrett, who game is not flashy. Kawhi game ain't flashy. But he gets the job done. Boring basketball player, by the way. Same like RJ. Boring basketball player. But they both get the job done. And I, I, I shit, man, Kawhi, man. <laughs> you know, you know when when you were talking about Randall, he like his next step. His next step is is becoming Kawhi. You know, because Ka Kawhi got has got to the point now that he has like um what do you call uh, um like go to moves. He has spots on the, on the floor that he can get to. And, you know, it's going to be a bucket. You know, Julius Randle doesn't quite have that yet. You know, he's trying to figure out where his spots are, his uncomfortable spots. Um, as far as, like, Randall, I'm not Randall, I'm RJ. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at RJ to be more closely to, to like, um, uh, what's his name? Um, the, the, the dude in Miami, you know, the, the – I'm always messing up with the names, man. But, um, you know, I, I'm, you know, getting to that level where, where you get to your spot and you just know that you can score there and be calm about it, about not, not be so razzled, uh, waiting for the referees to bail you out and all this other stuff. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, man. So, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like that's their trajectory as far as them getting better anytime soon. 
But um, you know, we just we just have to wait and see that. But in, until then, you know, we still have the opportunity to to get other players in here to to help expedite this whole thing as far as the team Another team is concerned. Another sneaky move I would look at if I'm the Knicks, I would definitely bring in Victor Oladipo. And I just thought about that in my head while I was talking. Um, well, yeah, you gotta explain that. So one. I know he might be hurt for most of the next season. I know he might not play for the next season, but the season after that. He's going to be playing. So I wouldn't mind bringing him in for a year, uh, get his body right, get him, in the, get him in the program, get him up to speed, you know. But he has no rush. He has no pressure to get back fast. And then high, it's a high risk, high reward. I wouldn't pay him a lot of money. But if he comes back that following season and he's looking like Victor Oladipo of the old, if he's coming off the bench, if he started, then that would be a great investment. Uh, that's just me. That's a guy that I think that's a guy that you put a little money into, get him right, and see how he's looking the following season. Just, you know, small little moves that Pete, like, that the Knicks should be thinking about, like those type of moves, forward-thinking moves. I'm with the forward-thinking moves, but I don't know about wasting um, um, bread on, on a guy to sit for a year. Oladipo? Real cheap. Just, I'm talking cheap, brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking real cheap, brother. I ain't talking no real contract here. I'm, I'm talking $5 million, uh I'm talking two-year, $10 million type cheap. And I think he would well, take it after that type of injury. Yo, if you're talking cheap like that, man, that's like sticking batteries in the freezer and, and hoping that, that when you take them out, they give you a little charge. That that That's cheap. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So that that's that's what you're talking about, basically. Put you know, sticking batteries in the refrigerator. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm trying to do, man. I'm trying to get us better for the years to come because we we two years away from being two years. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know, if, you know, just um, just to to get towards the end of this thing now, man. I think we get in agreement that um that we both we both like um Sexton, and I, I think yeah. we could facilitate some kind of um deal to get Sexton and possibly another player in that mix some kind of way in a three three team trade. Um, you know, if, if that's possible, get you know, just to get love around, maybe maybe even take love's contract. You know that that all might be something that we that we can do. Then also we were we were talking about um, uh, uh, Wiggins. You know, so getting Wiggins, Wiggins and um, and a Sexton, those two players just just to upgrade Bullock and Alfred Payton on the, on this current team um, is basically you know that that's like that's I think I think that would be a great offseason that we if we did that. Just. Sexton will have to buy in the most. He's the guy who will have to buy in. If Sexton could be like, I could feed these boys, and I could get my shot whenever, but I could feed everybody first. If he comes in with that mindset, that man would be, man, <laughs> his, his ceiling is what he can make it to be. Because you already average 24-4-4. So we yeah. know you could score a bucket. We know you a bucket. But... Can you do other things to affect the game? Is your defense there? Are you are you competitive on defense? Can you rebound a little more? Um, can are what type of leader is you? I look at a guy like De'Aaron Fox. Do you think De'Aaron Fox is a good leader, dog? I don't. Nah, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> so, you know, Sexton, sec, man, that's my number one target for the Knicks as far as like point guard, shooting guard. I know some people say he's a shooting guard. For me, I think he's a point guard. I think Tibbs will probably think he's a point guard as well because he's just too short to be a shooting guard. And 
I, I, that's my guy. That's who I would love to see on the scene. It, yep. Uh, Ball, you're, you're definitely right. Sexton is a dog, man. He's a dog. That's what we need. We need more dogs. I need a guy who's going to tell. Look at Julius Randle. Yo, big dog. Get the hell out the paint. I got this, G. Move. <laughs> like, I, I, I need a guy like that. Well, just against a team like Atlanta, because now now we know Atlanta's going to be here. They're going to be our nemesis probably next year as well. So, but if we get Sexton to go against, um, you know, uh, Trey Young, uh, he's going to be able to bang with him. You know what I'm saying? If if um if Trey Young is going to do one thing, Sexton is going to get him on the other end, man. So that's exactly how you defend Trey Young by making him play defense on the other end. So we all know that he can't play defense. You know, he has ability to get better, but having to have to deal with Sexton on the other end. You know what I'm saying? And then Sexton is going to do this, too. Sexton is going to be doing a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? And he's not afraid, too. So that's another thing, too. So we, we don't the, the crowd don't got to say, fuck Trey Young. He's going to be like, fuck Trey Young. And fuck your father over there in, in the sixth row, too, while, while we're here. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of energy that, that Sexton has, man. So, you know, getting him definitely would be, would be good. And then, you know, when you're talking about pressure and energy and stuff like that, Wiggins doesn't have a motor and all this other stuff. Um, if you got Sexton and you got, you know, like um, Tom Thibodeau and what we've been, what we, what we bring to the table defensively and stuff like that, um, adding Wiggins, Wiggins can now just chill. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that, um, that, um, that lane to the basket is going to be all his. You know what I'm saying? He's going to have that, 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 um, that ability to do, um, you know, to, to be ISO guy, the, the ISO guy from time to time, man. So, so I, you know, I, I, I like that. I like that a lot, man. And what's even more crazy, you can't hide Trey Young on Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> you can't hide him on Andrew Wiggins. You can hide right. him on Reggie Bullock. You can't hide him on Andrew Wiggins. From earlier today, this is why Doc Rivers and Tibbs, is in, they, they, they're cut from the same cloth. I seen Tobias Harris say, well, we should have put Trey Young in more actions and, and, and make him defend harder. Well, don't you think? Well, if you had Colin Sexton, you wouldn't need to put Trey Young in no actions because Sexton is going to seek him out. <laughs> and so, boom, Lonzo Ball. Do you really think Lonzo going to give Trey Young 30 points? I don't know about that, dog. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I know Sexton nah. gave him a cool 40. <laughs> yeah, Trey, Trey Young. Yeah, you know, Trey Young, Trey Young will be will be taking a break on defense with Lonzo Ball because Lonzo, you don't got to worry about Lonzo Ball driving. It's it's gonna be the same situation with Alfred, except the guy can shoot it. He, he can actually hit the three. You know what I'm saying? So it'll be the same situation with you know, like like I said, we'll we'll get better passes. You know what I'm saying? With um with Ball, we'll get a better three point shot, but we, we're gonna get the same action otherwise. And 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 I can argue that Alfred's probably might like a better finisher inside than um than Ball is. You know what I'm saying? You definitely could argue that. Ball does not drive to the basket. I think I've seen a stat where he was, like, in the bottom half of the league and, and drives to the paint. Like, and, that, and that's alarming. Maybe, maybe it's because of the the system he was in. Because, you know, this guy, Stan, this, this guy, Stan Van Gundy, he can't coach, man. Got Lonzo <laughs> playing shooting guard, man. Like, I, like we, I know we've been killing Lonzo um, this whole pod, but – you know, Lonzo's a good player. Maybe it's just Stan Van Gundy. And maybe Stan Van Gundy was just holding Lonzo back because we all know Lonzo need the ball in his hands. <clears throat> maybe putting him putting Lonzo ball off ball for a season helped with his development. Just like how RJ Barrett has been playing off ball to Julius Randle helps his development. 
So maybe it's good for his career moving forward. But just off what I've seen and what I want from a point guard and how that Atlanta series went, for me personally, I want a point guard that can go at Trey Young. I'm just looking at matchups, future matchups. Who the hell are we going to get to go at LaMelo Ball in future playoff series? We got to get somebody to go at these dudes. Who are we going to get to go at um, Kyrie Irving in the playoff series? Um, Kemba Walker, if he's still in Boston, you know, that's tough. So, yeah, we're going to need a dog at point guard. We, we, New York is not a place for a Jason Kidd type of point guard. I don't want a point guard like that. I want a dog at point guard, somebody I could trust that I know is going to go at Trey Young. So that's my thing on, on, on the whole Sexton thing. You know, the, the thing about um, Jason Kidd, though, Jason Kidd can get in the paint. You know, Jason Kidd was yeah. getting in the paint whenever yeah. he felt like it in his prime. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Lonzo Ball can't get in the paint. So comparing him to Kidd is not – it's not it, comparing him to, like, 38-year-old Kidd is probably a little bit more, you know, like closer to, to, to the prime, you know, Definitely not the same kind of guy. No, nah, that's true. That's true. Hey, but the one thing, you know, staying on the on, on the um, you know, the Lonzo Ball subject, that will be an interesting backcourt with Ball and RJ Barrett. Because now your point guard is six six, your shooting guard is six seven. So now you can like cross match up. That's another guy. Honestly, I would like him too with Andrew Wiggins at the three spot. I would like him too. Because now you got Wiggins and Ball. You know, Ball is already Ball is already, I think he's a top five rated point guard defender in the league. We both know he's a he's a great defender at the point guard position. We both know that Andrew Wiggins this season has been a great defender. For Golden State Warriors, it's been various games where he shut down other team superstars. So that's another starting five: Lonzo Ball, R.J. Barrett, Wiggins, Randy, Mitch. It's another starting five I could look at and I could say, "Oh, okay." Uh, and don't get us wrong; like the only reason why we keep mentioning Andrew Wiggins is because who else would you want as a Knicks fan starting that small forward? You want uh, Kelly Oubre? Uh, you want Otto Porter Jr.? I damn sure don't want Otto Porter Jr. Um, you got my guy May 4th in the chat talking about Miles Power. This is how the ball, the ball is so low for Nick Point Guards, bro. <laughs> he said Miles Powell. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, but he ain't lying, though, man. You know, I, I would like I would like to have somebody out there that would have pulse to play that, that point guard spot for us, man. Yeah, but we know Thibodeau, man. Thibodeau. Everything is Thibodeau. Yeah. And yes, you want two draft picks to come in here, but god damn it, is Thibodeau gonna play them? Yeah, yes, you wanna you want you wanna um young point guard. Yes, people want Josh Giddy. Yes, you want Davion Mitchell, yes, you want Sharif Cooper. Um I know I know y'all want all of these guards. Is Thibodeau really gonna play them over a man quickly? Come yeah, now yeah, that's that's a man you quickly's job now, man. So he's not gonna give up the job to a rookie unless unless the rookie comes out there and does what quickly did last year, you know what I'm saying? And um shows you so much heart that he has to play him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I, I don't anticipate that happening again. You know? Nah, nah. I, um the one thing I like about our 2020 draft picks, 
both of them seem like dogs, and both of them play well in crowds. Um, that was the main thing. I think me and you killed Obi for like two months, bro. We just destroyed Obi. We saying play knocks over Obi. We saying Obi looks disgusting playing basketball. Duke put up five straight games, zero points. Duke, he was bad. Yeah. And then the crowd comes in. Ten games, I think it was like um, at game 60, the crowd comes in. Crowd comes in, Obi is alive now. God damn, it took this man a crowd to come alive. But then I know, then I thought about it. Think about the crowds at Dayton. Think about what he was doing at Dayton. And think about how he's the type of, he's an energy player. He's a guy who feeds off the crowds. He he, he He's, like, he he's plays well under pressure. Like, I like Obi. I like what I see with Obi in the offseason. So, we 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 gotta we, we gotta keep growing on that. And um, boss, how's the ball, man? You you been um putting a lot of comments today, man. I really appreciate your your your, your help today, brother. <laughs> really yeah, man. Shout, shout out, out to the ball, man. May May Fourth is in here now too, man. Thank thank you for for his hijinks. You know what I'm saying? But ball has definitely um you know been a nice little co-host there in the, in the comment section, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, ball, you're definitely right, bro. We got enough young guys. Time for some real players. You're definitely right, bro. You're definitely right. And this is another reason why I'm thinking about Andrew Wiggins. Like, and Andrew Wiggins, and don't let it just be Andrew Wiggins that I'm talking about. Andrew Wiggins and Golden State's lottery pick. Put it in context. Golden State has been losing a lot of money. They don't want to pay the repeaters tax. Clay Thompson's coming back, you know. So maybe they give us Andrew Wiggins and the 14th pick. So now you got the 14th pick, the 19th pick, and the 21st pick. You package all those three picks. I know we can move up to at least seven. I'm going to avoid the eighth pick altogether. I'm not. I'm good. I, I don't want Frederick Weiss, Frank Nelikina, Obi Top. I don't want the eighth pick no more. So the seventh, sixth pick, the ninth pick. And, so, and now you can get a guy like Jalen Johnson or Scotty Barnes. You revamp the whole small forward position in one one offseason. Now you got Wiggins and Scotty Barnes in the building? Come on, man. Come on, come on man. Rose, Rose got to do it right. But I really would like Andrew Wiggins on his team, man. I don't, I don't want none of them small forwards, man. All of them is whack, man. But you're definitely right, though, boy. We definitely got to um, get some players. I, I'm going to ask you a question, matter of fact, uh, God. Hmm? Is... Rebuild over, and what I mean by that is, um, just like what Ball just said. No more young players. It's time to get the get the, the get the show on the road. So meaning, you got Mitch, RJ, quickly, Obi, Knox. You know, if Knox is still here, we we good to go. That that's you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I, I don't give a damn about none of these picks. You know what I'm saying? Like getting getting the extra pick will be dope, but but I'm, if we get the extra pick now, I'm thinking about we definitely gotta package these two to get somebody else now. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I, right now right now I'm 100 on board to get Wiggins for for the for the way that you explained it. It all makes sense. You know they, they got um certain players coming back, so so they you know they can get rid of um Wiggins now to save that save that bread that you was talking about. So I'm I'm 100 down to get Wiggins. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we already talked about um, uh, Sexton and we talked about Ball, um, different scenarios for that. So I'm totally down for all of that too. But if we get that extra pick, now you're talking about taking those those two picks, maybe adding salary or somebody else to get 
possibly another player, you know, that, that we have that, that, um, that we haven't even talked about. It could be somebody else dangling out there, you know, that we can give two picks um, and possibly a player, you know, maybe, maybe whatever little cap space we have Lex left over. I'm just throwing out there, you know, whatever we could possibly get another player, not, not necessarily to be like a star, but just somebody to get into that rotation, somebody better than a Burke or something like that, that we've been getting the last few years. This is what I'm talking about. Like, like now, now we can get, start digging into that upper echelon of, of role players. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, getting, getting Wiggins, getting a Sexton and then getting that third player, you know, and then and then like I say, if we get Sexton, we might we might potentially be able to get another player tacked in there if we if we're able to flip help them flip, um, love. You know what I'm saying? So all this stuff is is, is magically delicious. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I'm, we're we're already talking about getting one, two, three, four, you know, possibly four like like um, may, you know, major role players added to a team that already went forty one and thirty one, man. So, you know, the sky's the limit for us, man. I, I feel like I feel like this is this is the way. You know, for everything that we talked about, and it's early off season right now. This this is the way that we sh- that we should um we should go about this off season. Yep, and the the main point is every player that I'm trying to get for the Knicks, none of them has reached a ceiling yet. So we don't know how good none of these players could be. So get them in the system with Thibodeau. This is why I love a guy like R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett makes it so much easier for you to just plug and play about anybody because he can shoot the ball now, so we ain't got to worry about his jump shooting anymore, and we don't got to worry about R.J. being a dog. So, hey, get my guy some goddamn help. Go get a, another guy we probably ain't talk enough about, but I know we're going to talk about more. And then next time, um, a guy like Malik Monk, uh, Another guy who could get his own shot, those type of guys. Like, we got to just get those type of guys in the building. And, you know, our team is going to be good. We're going to be straight. We're going to be straight. I, I ain't too worried about the future. I'm just I'm just hoping that we don't make no crazy win-now trades and, and we just destroy our future. And now we just stay here like 2015 again. Andreas Bogliani trade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't don't bring up the past, man. We we gotta we definitely gotta move on from that stuff, man. You know, just the just that you know, just thinking about all the dumb shit that, that we did in the past, man. That this shit, that it, it's like a downer. You know what I'm saying? So right now we in a spot that we have we never been in, man. Because I mean, you know, like um, you're talking about age and stuff. I, I go back, I go back to to you know Bernard King and all that stuff. I kind of remember all that stuff that was happening, man. So there was so many so many stupid moves that we've done throughout the years. And right now we in a spot. We're in a place that we've never been. You know, the, the the closest thing that I can remember us us being in this spot was when we signed Allen Houston and Chris Charles. You know, what I'm saying that you know at that point, you know, we was already um um good, so we had the opportunity to add you know fresh young talent to the roster. So that's probably like the only other time that I can remember that that, that the off season was like was like so so like um like important like that. You know, what I'm saying where where we, where we had our future in our own hands. Right now we got a future on all, on our own hand, on hands, man. So. You know, we, we, it could it could definitely go left, you know. But um, you know, uh, you know, for everything that we said to the, tonight, you know, the the future is bright, man, and it, the moves are out there to be made. And then we we just gotta go out there and find the right one. Yes, sir. I, th- I think we um, I think we got in everything. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good show. Good show. Definitely, nah, man. Good show, man. Um, um, man, I appreciate you, dog. Cause it's funny talking about the Knicks. 
my stomach don't hurt. <laughs> I'm feeling good right now. That's well, I, I see you walking around, man. You're contaminating the whole apartment, man. So get to get that on hand sanitizer, or, or you at home, man. So you can you can get some soap and water on them things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, most definitely. I'm about to Lysol the whole crib. Man. You heard that? You don't want to. You don't want to be spreading. Yeah, man. Nah, you gotta you gotta keep that um that that poopy that poopy stuff um to yourself, man. Nah, you got it, man. <laughs> you got it, man. But um, yeah, I'm yeah. telling all your business, bro. Nah, nah, you good, bro. Everybody, nah, I was sick as hell, bro. I'm good. I'm good now. But um, yo, shout out to Nick Nation, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, what is this episode five? Die Hard State of Mind. Um, yeah, something like that. I should probably start making a note of that. Yeah, probably episode five. Um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in, though, giving us this good commentary in the chat, man. Definitely appreciate that, though. Yeah, y'all know where y'all can find, of course. Y'all know where y'all can find the pod. Uh, the, you know, put up on the screen Spotify, uh, uh Player FM, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, uh, TuneIn, uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, you know, it, all, all the good stuff, man. Y'all know where to find us. Yeah, yeah, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> the heart, salute to you, man. Best of wishes. Nick fans, salute to y'all, man. Mario, it's your boy, State. Peace. Peace, State. Peace out, yeah, man. Thank, yep. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is um, State of the Dire. Uh, this is um, Dire State of Mind podcast, I should say. So, uh, like me and State, this the, he said it's the fifth official episode on YouTube. But if you count the audio podcast, me and him probably had done maybe, like, close to, like, 20 podcasts, man. So, that's why we're here together, man. So, I, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, let me just make sure I shout you guys out. We got Ball here, uh, Boost Mobile, made a fourth. Uh, a couple other guys earlier in the po podcast was um, was helping out a lot, but um, you know I appreciate you guys definitely. Uh, before we go, man, let me um let me um shout out uh, you know the uh, the various different things that I have here. We got um, NativeHempCompany.com. If you're into um to CBD, man, go to NativeHemp.com. They got real flower and stuff like that. If you if you're into CBD. And not, not trying to get high off the real stuff and just really want the medicinal purposes of it. You could try that. And um, you don't have to be high in front of your kids, man. Also, uh, Manscaped. I got the manscaped.com. Use promo code DIEHARD20 for Manscaped. And um, you can get uh, anything on that website for, um, you know, 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using DIEHARD20. So, anyway, we out of here, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And um, see you guys in the next one. Peace. <laughs>